Sell cannabis to Nundrum. My man does it Foxy Lady. It's four limbs on the beat. Sometimes I can't think, I don't need a drink I run to my jaw, pull out nugs, let them stink G4 gas, now my high lasts mad long Pulling on my iPhone, trying to hear my song Cannabis conundrum, Desert Fox, Foxy Lady Got that new podcast, and it's popping something crazy Maryland the Ace, CBD, THC Turning up your show when I blow on a sticky tree You ain't heard of me, Shots of D, Shot Radio Got the theme song for the homies, they gon' play it, yo Cannabis conundrum, showing love like it's nothing Going out to the head in the pot who be puffin' yes. All that loud pack goes good with that rap-ish Cannabis conundrum got it wrapped in the package uh-huh. Only smoke strong, say no to the babbage Cannabis conundrum got it wrapped in the package I'm a love bud till I'm snug in my casket Cannabis conundrum got it wrapped in the package Mr. Iron Lung brung bars, but with magic Cannabis conundrum podcast is fantastic okay. yeah. As polls continue to show that a growing majority of voters support legalizing marijuana, more and more politicians are beginning to embrace the issue. And this year's midterm elections provide the latest data point on the ongoing evolution of cannabis into a mainstream political issue. At least 21 major party gubernatorial nominees on the U.S. ballots this year support legalizing cannabis. A new marijuana movement analysis finds That's far more than have embraced marijuana law reform than any previous election cycle. There's some candidates that we're going to talk about on tonight's show that support legalization more forcefully than others. While some have made cannabis reform the centerpiece of their campaigns, others seem to embrace ending prohibition only reluctantly or when backed up against a wall and forced on the issue. Beyond those would-be governors who are calling for a complete end to marijuana prohibition, A large number of additional contenders support reforms like decriminalization or medical marijuana. Others say they're open to legalization at some point. (laughs) You better get on board, yo. There's actually two sitting governors that we're going to talk about who actually signed marijuana legalization bills. Into law. They are Republicans. This review found that Democrat contenders are much more likely to support cannabis reform than are the GOP candidates. Perhaps a reflection of the fact that while a bare majority of Republican voters now support any prohibition, registered Democrats have been far strongly in favor and for a much longer period of time, according to the polls. The analysis that we're going to start with focuses on major party candidates. Major party candidates who have made their positions on marijuana very clear over the course of their primary and general election campaigns. And it doesn't include a comprehensive look at the records of every single contender in each of the 39 gubernatorial races. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and we're going to weed through all of it, because this is... Cannabis Conundrum. We know why you're here, and we're going to deliver this information to you. In timely fashion. (laughs) Alright. This year's midterm elections are by far the most crucial in American history. Millions of voters will take to the polls on Tuesday, November 6th, and ultimately determine the fate of the country moving forward. It's serious. In addition to voting people into office, people across the country will also decide on hundreds of significant ballot initiatives, including statewide measures to legalize marijuana in some way, shape, or form. From California to Utah, comprehensive cannabis reform has taken center stage in a key number of states. The result of next week's elections would bring about a sea of change. 
and how we treat pot in America. Like I said before, this is Cannabis Conundrum. We're going to take a quick break. Make sure you get comfortable. Get your notepads out. Because we're going to smoke the vote when we come back. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, and I just kind of want to reach out to the listeners of Cannabis Conundrum and Awesome Sauce Radio just to tell you that I think you might enjoy some Weird AF News, right? You know what most people do with their news? They begin with some maybe NPR or CNN and Fox News, all those stories like four died this week, and it just brings you down. Who wants to start your day with a very angry brain? No, you want to start with a happy brain, which means you want to laugh. And if you listen to Weird AF News, you're going to laugh because I cover stories like researchers this week found that within Anne Frank's diary, she was writing dirty jokes. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) American Airlines bans insects, hedgehogs, goats, and hawks as, quote, emotional support animals on their flights. And a family realizes that a pet dog might be a bear after the animal starts walking around on its hind legs. Please start your day with Weird AF News. You can find me on all of your podcast platforms. If you live in Florida, you know this, but you might not notice that it is national news. The governor's race in Florida is a big deal right now, nationally. The two hopefuls, Democratic candidate Andrew Gillum and Trump-backed Republican opponent Ron DeSantis, they're pretty freaking tight right now. And I think it's their stances on cannabis legalization that's going to be the deciding factor, because one is very strongly for it, and one is dead set against it bad place for you to be, my friend. Why is that a bad place? More than 60% of voters support legalizing and regulating recreational marijuana use. That's not nationally, that's just in Florida. These stats are according to a recent University of North Florida poll. Gillum has made this issue part of his platform, citing that legalizing and taxing recreational adult use of cannabis could bring a billion dollars into the state. That's a lot of money. That would go towards failing school systems. And it would go towards fixing freaking sinkholes, I would hope. While DeSantis, on the other hand, is against broader cannabis legalization. But you know what? I'll throw you a bone. He said he wants to expand Florida's medical marijuana program in some form. I don't know. Maybe you'll let him smoke flowers. Did you know they can't do that right now? Wow. Get it together. If you live in Florida, you know what to do on November 6th. Florida's governor race is the only state that's causing national news. Illinois is kind of important as well. There's two candidates there that, just like in Florida, are very polar opposites when it comes to the issue of cannabis legalization. Just like in Florida, it's going to be the deciding factor. If you're only casually paying attention, then you're probably going to like some of the things that incumbent Governor Bruce Rauner did. He signed a medical marijuana bill into law over the summer. But at the same time, he is a staunch opponent of legalizing recreational marijuana. While his opponent, Democratic candidate J.B. Pritzker, has called for smart cannabis policies, suggesting that pot legalization could generate hundreds of millions in annual state tax revenue. 
might I add that Pritzker also made criminal justice reform relating, relating to drug offenses as part of his platform. While Cash Jackson, Libertarian Challenger, also supports legalizing recreational cannabis use and has promised to pardon nonviolent marijuana convictions. If Pritzker or Jackson is elected, Illinois could become one of the first Midwestern states to legalize cannabis. That is, if Michigan's ballot initiative fails. We're going to get into ballot initiatives in part two, so stick around. Keep looking for new episodes, because we're going to start throwing them out. This is serious. It's coming on Tuesday. Cannabis conundrum. I could use some cannabis right about now. <laughs> Connecticut. Yes, yet another state where the gubernatorial race is very tight. Cannabis reform could play a role in which way it swings. This one's a little tricky, though. Ned Lamont, the Democratic candidate, supports legalizing and regulating recreational marijuana. He believes that the added tax revenue is estimated to be around $30 million a year could fix Connecticut's budgeting crisis. Though, there's some skepticism. There's skepticism around this claim even among pro-legalization advocates. His Republican opponent, Bob Stefanowski, is not against recreational cannabis legalization per se, but he said that it's not a focal point of his agenda. Oz Griebel, another independent challenger, supports a responsible path to legalization. This also incorporates criminal justice reform, using tax revenue on mental health, substance abuse programs, and education programs. I don't think there's a bad candidate right now in Connecticut. We do have a lot to cover tonight, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on Connecticut, per se. <laughs> but possibly, before Tuesday, we'll dig a little deeper. That's a really tricky race. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. In Minnesota, like Connecticut and Florida, the race is talked about as being extremely close for governor. But when it comes to marijuana reform, Democratic contender Tim Waltz, who is obviously the favored candidate, supports legalizing and regulating cannabis for any use, and cites the tax-related economic benefits as part of his position. Jeff Johnson, his Trump-backed Republican challenger, <laughs> oh wow, he's opposed to legalization of recreational pot use. Huh. Though he may consider expanding the state's mar medical marijuana program. Yeah, we get a lot of that, don't we? While Josh Welter and Chris Wright, the libertarian and grassroots candidates in the state, respectively side with Waltz when it comes to legalizing a plant. And I approve this message. Cannabis conundrum. Completely awesome. Stay tuned for the next segment. From our humble oasis in the heart of the desert, you are listening to Cannabis Conundrum. Would you like to be a part of the show? You can. Call us at area code 575-914-2444. Again, that's 575-914-2444. From the heart of the desert. Cannabis Conundrum. We'll be right back. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn a couple things as well.
So come on over and check me out. I hope you do. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, now back to Cannabis Conundrum. Cannabis Conundrum Podcast. Hello and welcome back. We've started off with some races that are really tight in some states that really need some help. There's a lot of legal states. A lot more than there was a few years ago, at least. And I think that what if those people thought, oh, I live in Colorado, I'm good. Oh, I live in California, it's legal here. Yeah, probably not the latter, because there's a lot of work still to be done. It's not federally legal, and your state representatives are there to do the work for you. So, let's talk about some governor races in some legal states. We begin with Gavin Newsom. He's a Democrat in California. As the state's lieutenant governor, Newsom became the first one, the first prominent mainstream Democrat to endorse legalization when he told the New York Times in 2012, these laws just don't make sense anymore. It's time for politicians to come out of the closet on this matter. He later impaneled a Blue Blue Ribbon Commission on cannabis, whose report informed the drafting of the state's successful 2016 legalization ballot measure, for which Newsom actively campaigned. Since then, he's taken a very forceful stance in response to U.S. Attorney Jeff Sessions, the recession of the Obama-era coal memo, signaling that he would vigorously fight any federal move to interfere with California's legalization policies. There was a tweet that he wrote on January 7th, 2018 that states, States' rights are nothing more than a catchphrase to Jeff Sessions. California overwhelmingly voted to legalize marijuana, sick and tired of elected officials who lack the courage to stand up for those who are unjustly targeted by a failed war on drugs. The time to speak is now. Yo, you need to vote for this guy. Dude's got some balls. A governor's first job is to stand up for the people living in his state, or her state for that matter. How much more do you think we could accomplish if all 50 of them were on our side? As a congressman since 2009, Jared Polis, a Democrat, has consistently been one of the most active cannabis reform supporters on Capitol Hill sponsoring or co-sponsoring dozens of marijuana-related bills and amendments concerning issues like banking access, fair taxation, hemp, and military veterans' access to medical cannabis. It is true, he didn't publicly campaign for the state's marijuana legalization measure prior to its passage in 2012, but since then, he has embraced it wholeheartedly. During the course of his campaign for governor, he's toured several cannabis and hemp businesses. On October 18th, 2018, he tweeted out, Thank you, Craft Concentrates, for the tour of your facility. Colorado has proven that allowing responsible adults to legally purchase cannabis gives money to classrooms and not cartels. It creates jobs and not drug addicts. And it boosts our economy. It's not our prison population that's boosting. You go, Mr. Polis. Message! So here at Canvas Conundrum, we've actually had some people contact us and say, yo, who do I need to vote for? I don't have time to look into this. I don't have the re- I don't have the time to research all this stuff. So one of the states that I've been personally watching for some friends is Georgia. And 
I think you really only have one good candidate for governor. Now, granted, the time timeline that she has in place it could be a little shorter, but Georgia has Stacey Abrams, a Democrat, formerly minority leader of the State House of Representatives. She confirmed in a Reddit Ask Me Anything session that she's an absolute yes on legalizing marijuana, adding that this includes building a statewide network of mental health and substance abuse treatment centers. Abrams also backs decriminalizing marijuana possession. Earlier this year, she wrote, I fully support decriminalization of cannabis and legalization of medical marijuana and local cultivation of medical marijuana. Once we have established a strong substance abuse network, I will be fully open to legalizing recreational use. First, she wants to expand the state's limited medical cannabis program, citing that legalizing medical cannabis will help combat prescription drug use and it will give Georgians suffering from many conditions access to prescribed treatment that they need. It's time for the General Assembly to act because this is an issue, this issue isn't partisan, it's common sense. This issue is not partisan, it's common sense. Love it. Message. Idaho. <laughs> I love to say that word. Do we have any listeners in Idaho? Well, if so, you need to know about Paulette Jordan, a Democrat and a former state legislator and a tribal council member. She's focused more on decriminalization and medical cannabis during her campaign, but she does fully support cannabis legalization. I believe that we need to move forward to full legalization in Idaho as well. It will generate much needed revenue for our state and it will make our criminal justice system more ethical. During the Democratic primary debate, she said there's nothing wrong with legalization. Addressing legalization in a live Facebook interview with the Idaho statesman, she said the numbers that have been so very beneficial to other states when it comes down to resources for education should be our own. I think it's a clear-cut choice in Idaho. <laughs> Love it. Lady. In Nevada, Clark County Commissioner has pledged to continue implementing the state's voter-approved legal marijuana law, with a special emphasis on steering tax revenues towards education. Now, you, you know what? We could have been doing this years ago. Steve Sisolak says it's done a lot for our economy, both in terms of jobs and in tax revenue. And it really is the future, so let's not be ashamed of it. I totally agree with that, Mr. Sisolak. This sounds like a medication, don't it? I wonder if he works for pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Just playing. I'll be nice. Fantastic discussion here at Cannabis Town Hall. We need to reward ingenuity and tell the story of medical marijuana. It's changing our economy, our healthcare system, and our state for the better. And this is quotes by Steve Sisolak. Steve Sisolak has also spoken at a number of cannabis events and even appeared in the grand opening of a marijuana dispensary. If you can dream it, they can build it in Vegas. So, great to speak to this incredible crowd gathered here for the grand opening of Planet 13. What a great example of what our cannabis industry can bring to this state. Bye, Steve Sisolak.
It's time for New Hampshire. Isn't Maddie Moe from New Hampshire? I believe. I believe he is. I'm sure he's listening. So here you go. Democrat. <laughs> Staying on the trend. Molly Kelly. It's also time for New Hampshire to join in the other New England states in legalizing, regulating, and generating revenue from marijuana, the former state senator says in her campaign website. During a debate with incumbent governor, who signed marijuana decriminalization into law but opposes broader legalization, Kelly argued that cannabis is not a gateway drug. I do support legalizing, regulating, and taxing marijuana, she said. It is not the gateway to other drugs. In fact, I believe that legalizing and regulating marijuana will bring it out of the dark and away from drug dealers. I mean, I agree with what she's saying, but at the same time, people, it's a plant. It's a plant. That was legitness. Yeah, it was, huh? In New Mexico, we have Michelle. Lehan Grissom, a Democrat. The current congresswoman has spoken in support of legalization during debates and elsewhere on the campaign trail, arguing that cannabis is not a gateway drug. Arguing during one debate that legalization would bring hundreds of millions of dollars to New Mexico's economy. Lehan Grissom said that she would be inclined to sign a bill as long as it effectively regulates edibles, fosters workplace safety, limits underage consumption, and protects the current medical cannabis program. The states have gone to recreational marijuana have been very clear that it's an economic boost for their states. And she even tweeted, As governor, I will work to legalize recreational cannabis in the way that protects medical cannabis patients, access, prioritize public safety, and generate state revenue. She's also focused on medical cannabis as an alternative to opioids. She tweeted, Opioid addiction is an epidemic that is tearing New Mexico families apart. As my third leadership in action initiative, I will immediately direct the Department of Health to add opioid addiction as a condition to qualify for medical cannabis treatment. In Congress, Lujan Grisham voted several times for amendments to shield state medical marijuana programs from federal interference. Well, as a broader proposal to protect recreational laws. And she proudly touted an endorsement from the Pro-Legalization Drug Policy Alliance, tweeting, Thank you at Drug Policy Act for your endorsement. When it comes to drug policy, we must take a holistic approach. As Secretary of Health, I work to make medical cannabis legal and accessible in New Mexico, and as Governor, I have a plan to fight the opioids. My plan is here, and there is a link we can put in the show notes if you want to look that. You go, New Mexico. Let's call it not the gateway drug, rather the exit drug. Message! In New York, we have Andrew Cuomo, the Democrat. The incumbent governor, who was calling marijuana a gateway drug, as recently as last year, has changed his mind about legalization in a big way. Over the course of 2018, he's facing a vigorous primary election challenge from a pro-legalization actor, Cynthia Nixon. You may know her from Sex in the City. Woohoo! Anyways, Cuomo revised his approach, 
whether as a result of political necessity or a genuine personal evolution on the topic. Early in the year, noting that neighboring states are moving to end prohibition, the governor directed the New York Health Department to undergo a study of legalization, the result of which was a report that concluded the positive effects of ending cannabis prohibition outweighed the potential negative impacts. More recently, Cuomo's administration held a series of listening sessions on marijuana throughout the state to receive feedback from the public. And more consequently, the governor appointed a working group to draft cannabis legalization legislation for lawmakers to consider in 2019. It's true that Cuomo hasn't yet explicitly stated, I support legalizing marijuana, but his evolution on the issue is clear, and his moves as governor this year, in particular his directive for the panel to actually write a legislation bill to be voted in next legislative session, have carved a path for the state to be among the next to end prohibition. Hell yeah. On to Ohio. Sticking with the Democratic trend, we bring you Richard Cordray. While the former state attorney general and head of the U.S. Consumer Financial Protections Bureau, he's been reluctant to embrace marijuana reform for most of his campaign. He'd finally said he'd personally vote for legalization measures when he was pressed on the issue during a debate. Okay, Ohio, you definitely need to get your people stoned. Your crime rate is out of control. Think about it. Get them stoned, they won't rally against you. When it goes to the ballot, I will cast my vote to legalize it, he said. (laughs) Why don't I believe that? But, Condre previously had spoken out about improving implementation of the state's medical cannabis law, and he said he would implement the will of the voters if they approved legalization on the ballot. He also distanced himself from a failed 2015 measure that was opposed by many legislation advocates who were concerned with its provisions granting control of cultivation to the same investors who paid to put it on the ballot. As governor, Rich Cordray will fix the botched implementation of Ohio's medical marijuana program to ensure patients have access to medicine they need in a safe and affordable manner, campaign spokesperson to marijuana movement in an interview earlier this year. He also thinks that the last marijuana ballot referendum failed partly because it was a flawed proposal. He supports voters. He supports voters' right to propose a new referendum and will follow the will of the voters. It comes down to the vote, he says. Cordray also talked about medical cannabis as an alternative to opioids. Alright, I guess kudos to Mr. Cordray. Off to Oregon. A legal state. You thinking, yeah, I'm good. We're legal here in Oregon. Check it out. So, Kate Brown, a Democrat in Oregon, the incumbent governor. The governor has pushed back against federal threats to interfere with the legalization law that her state's voters approved in 2014, saying that it has created a thriving economy. We are implementing the will of the voters here in a way that is successful for the economy, she says. The 
priority of the policy is to keep children safe and to make sure that we keep marijuana off the black markets. It's been successful here and we want to continue that path. This is a job creator for Oregon. Desert Fox and the Foxy Lady. Oh my goodness, you guys official like Tom Brady. Cannabis conundrum. Let's move on to Maryland. Maryland is another state we've been keeping tabs on for some friends. You know, we got people out there in the DMV. What up, Rashad? Miss Fatima? Your candidate that I'm going to suggest you guys vote for. Yo, he's got a great name. Ben Jealous. <laughs> I've been jealous. <laughs> no playing around. All right, let's be serious. Ben Jealous, a Democrat, former NAACP president and CEO, says it was comedian Dave Chappelle, his childhood friend, was the first person to convince him to end federal prohibition. If elected, Jealous plans to use legal cannabis tax revenue to fund universal pre-kindergarten. It's time we ensure all of our kids get the education they deserve. It is time we provide universal pre-K and pay for it by legalizing marijuana for adult use. How come people not see it's a great win-win? He said in an interview with the marijuana movement. It's rare, even in politics, but it's also urgently needed. We know that we have to end mass incarceration and yet go further than that. We have to really get back to opening up the gates of opportunity for all of our children. By legalizing cannabis, we get to make great progress on both of these fronts. You go, bro. Been jealous, y'all. Oh my God, who the hell cares? Let's move on to Maine. Janet Mills, a Democrat, currently serving as the state attorney general. Mills said that properly implemented marijuana legalization has the potential to create thousands of jobs, grow Maine's economy, and end an outdated war on drugs. In light of the fact that Maine voters already approved legal cannabis in 2016, she has joined state officials from other states calling on Congress to allow banks and credit unions to serve state-licensed marijuana businesses without penalty, ending the cash-based shadow economy that still haunts all the states who have legalized marijuana. See, she's focused on her own state, but she's also focused on the bigger picture. All the states. It's beautiful. This governor's race is about the governors of that state, yeah. But how many governors can we elect that will work together with other states to take back our damn country? We're still talking about a plan. Let's continue. Let's move on to Massachusetts, where we have another candidate, Jay Gonzalez, a Democrat, who has a lot more than his state on his mind. He has a big agenda. Former State Secretary of Administration and Finance says the people have spoken. We have an obligation as a state to implement legal marijuana laws as passed by the voters, adding that it should be done quickly, but in a way that keeps the public safety at forefront. Calling federal interference with state marijuana policies a very big problem, he said our governor should be standing up and advocating against any intervention with the Commonwealth's cannabis laws. He also supports requiring insurance programs to cover medical cannabis. Wow. 
he put out on August 25th, 2018 on social media. More people died from overdoses in the first half of 2018 than the first half of 2017. Let that sink in. We got to do more to tackle this crisis. I will. I'll invest more in treatment, support SIFs, and require coverage for medical marijuana to treat pain. Yo, I don't even live in Massachusetts. Can I vote for him? <laughs> I would. Sticking with the M's, let's go to Michigan. We have Gretchen Whitmer, yet another Democrat. A former state lawmaker says she will vote yes on marijuana legalization measure in Michigan's November ballot, saying, I will be a yes vote on legalizing recreational marijuana. We have an opportunity to do this right. When we legalize marijuana, we need a governor who will tax it and regulate it so we can hashtag fix the damn roads. I love it. Whitmer says she also supports the state's medical cannabis ballot measure in 2008. She said that it could be used as an exit drug, not a gateway drug. <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer, everyone. I am going to be a yes vote on the initiative. In 2008, after years of trying to get stem cell research permitted in Michigan, uh, Joe Schwarz, a Republican, and I decided with, you know, with a big group of people that we needed to go straight to the voters and, and get it passed. That same year, medical marijuana was on the ballot as well. I'll tell you, I supported both, and it was long before it was fashionable to support any marijuana changes. But I supported both because um, when I was in my first term in the legislature, my mom got sick and died of brain cancer, and I took care of her at the end of her life, which... Um, that experience is what drove me to put to push for stem cell research here in Michigan so we could be in the race for cures, but also to embrace medical marijuana so that she could have had some relief. She died before, you know, um, it passed, but um, I think that that was really important at the time. And our leaders failed the people. Our leaders frequently ignore the will of the public. Like when we rejected the emergency management law, they just pushed it through again with a gimmick to override the will of the people. And that happened on medicinal marijuana. They did not, you know, Mike Cox and Bill Schuette never wanted to make it successful and so they did not promulgate rules to ensure that it was and the will of the people was respected. Fred Flintstone said, yabba dabba do, but I'm Lulu Island. And I'm here to say, have a dab or two, with your hosts, Foxy Lady and Desert Fox, here on Cannabis Conundrum. We started this list tonight of states with some of the tightest races. Let's finish with one of the tightest races. It's in Vermont, a legal state. Yeah, and they were the very first ones to pass it by legislation. Nobody voted on a ballot. Sticking with my democratic trend, Christine Hawquist. Christine Hawquist, the former CEO of the Vermont Electric Cooperative, wants to expand the state's existing non-commercial legalization of marijuana to allow for regulated and taxed sales. We don't know where our marijuana is coming from, what it's been grown with, or what it's been sprayed with, she said during a debate with incumbent Governor Phil Scott, who signed a limited legalization bill 
into law but is wary of adding commercial cannabis sales to the list. Worse yet, you can see situations like New York where it's cut out with other things and addictive and dangerous. Wait, I haven't seen that story. Is it addictive and dangerous in New York? In an interview with Hetty Vermont, Hallquest pledged to work with legislature to ensure that tax is and a regulative system is passed into law in my first term. Hmm. On social media, speaking about the legalization of marijuana, she says, we need to tax and regulate as much as possible so people can trust the source. Well, I guess you should be able to trust the source. Hallquest said she wants to use legal cannabis tax revenue to pay for water quality programs. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so Phil Scott, you did just mention that he signed a bill for marijuana. But you did not say what the marijuana bill was. And the incumbent governor isn't exactly a marijuana policy reform enthusiast, but he did sign the bill into law earlier this year that does allow the Vermonters to grow legally and possess and use small amounts of cannabis. That's a pretty huge step in my book. But for now, Scott opposes going further by adding legal sales <coughs> and seemed to only reluctantly sign the non-commercial legalization bill after previously vetoing an earlier version of it. Still, he gets pro-legalization credit for being the first governor in the United States history to put his name on a bill to end cannabis prohibition. All other states that have legalized so far have done so via ballot measures that didn't require a gubernatorial action. You're right. I will give you that. The man gave you permission to grow it in your backyard. Basically, he made it a plant again. And Kudos, Mr. Scott. Kudos. At the end of the day, uh, should it? I mean, isn't that where it's supposed to be? Isn't Vermont actually doing it right? And let me remind everybody, opium comes from poppy plants that have poppy seeds that are growing wild everywhere. And nobody's stomping their feet about that. And let's just take a look at the opioid epidemic for a second. People can grow that shit in their own yard, and no one's throwing a fit about that. Yet that's killing people. Marijuana doesn't kill anybody. Smoke the vote. We're gonna call it good on this episode. Um, we have held you long enough. And for myself, Desert Fox, and... Foxy Lady, we appreciate you for coming back and staying tuned this long. It gives us great hope that we could see change in our lifetime. Keep up the good fight, our friends. We look forward to speaking to you next time when our next episode will cover politicians that are good for medical but not complete legalization if you didn't hear about your state here tonight you're gubernatorial candidates well none of them support it legalization full it's a plant let it go legalization um 
everybody that you hear here tonight absolutely does. So, get to the polls and make that shit happen. You have been listening to Cannabis Conundrum. And don't forget to check out our next episode. You'll be glad you did. Get ready. It's about to go down. But for tonight, we're going to call it good. We love y'all. Have a great night. And thank you for coming back. Cannabis Conundrum has left us. Nailed it.